You're listening to Rick Radio, broadcasting from Ringsend and Irish Town Community Centre. This is John Kenny. You're listening to Three and You're In. Good evening. Welcome to Three and You're In. This is Dylan Clayton and we are here broadcasting from, as you just heard, uh, our good old friend Keith say, uh, Keith as in Georgie Plunkett. Um, we're down in Ringsend Community Centre and... I have with me on the trainer in team. I have uh, the the uh, the, the right back. Are you the right back, Thomas? Yeah, the left back in his wrestling. He's left back. Okay, <laughs> Thomas. Is, Thomas Craig is with me, and Thomas has a, a special guest in here. So, Thomas, I'll ta- I'll hand it over to you. Off you go, sir. Okay, thanks, Dylan. Uh, good evening, folks. Tonight we have a local legend, Alan Murphy. Uh, it's a long and varied career for a youngish man still in fo- in football in. Uh, Rings end and further fields. So I'm gonna hand you over to Alan. I want Alan. Uh, thanks for coming down. I just uh, can you just give me a brief introduction from a young age, which are you know, how you start in football, who you play for, and yeah, cheers, Thomas. Um, and listen, great to be introduced by two legends of the street football in Rings End, Dylan Clayton and Georgie Plunkett. There you me, go. Taught me all I know. Um, yeah, listen, I I started really young. I think I was six playing with the Bottle House. I had to give the Bottle House a mention, Richie Cummins. I think I was playing two years above as a banger. Um, but listen, me mara asked Richie could I play and off I went. Um, haven't, you know, I didn't stop playing for 30 years after that. Um, yeah, I went to Cambridge and stayed at Cambridge for six or seven years. Um, went through a lot of different managers there. Uh, I just, you know, looking at it over the weekend, Addy Bowland. Um, Freddie Bizza, John Bean, Noel Mantle, uh, good good mix of people there, good crew, um, and then uh, the age changed in schoolboy football around nineteen ninety seven or so, um, and I was able to play a second year at the same age, so I went to home farm. Uh, me and Noel Gold, um, two of us went on trial, and he didn't fancy it, but I stayed on. Um, played a year there with the, the second team at Home Farm and then stepped up to the first team. Um, yeah, listen, I, I loved Home Farm. It was great. Um, the, the the managers there, like I'm still in touch with the managers over there and stuff like that. Uh, legend of a man over there called Johnny Lyons. He was my manager. And um, Johnny's still going. He's the chairman of the club up there now. But you, you wouldn't think, I mean, there's very few people around Dublin would have a bad word against Johnny. You know, he's just steeped in, in skillboy football. Um, yes, and and strangely, then I, I played up there for a few years, and you know we were one of the one of the, the good sort of schoolboy sides. Um, yeah, well, just coming across you there, I uh, I heard that that home farm team is pretty successful. He's won a couple of all Irelands. Would that be? Yeah, we won. Um, I think we won the all Ireland three years on the trot. Um, never actually won the league. We were second three years in the league in, in a row. Um, we won the all Ireland. Um. 16s, 17s, 18s. So we won the youths as well. And we were actually beaten in the 15s one. Um, but really successful team. We did, a few bodies went away um, to play in England. And the majority of us would have played League of Ireland then as well. So um, now re- really strong squad. And, you know, I'd still be friends with a lot of the lads mm-hmm. today. Um, a, a great bunch of, of and mates any, as well. Any of the teams that he's been in the final, would any of those lads have gone away as well? Like, anybody stick out from yeah, those we, years? We played, um, I suppose we played Belleville at 15s 
um, and we were uh, sorry we beat Belvo with 15s in the in the semi-final of the All-Ireland and they would have had a smashing team so they would have had um, Stephen Kelly would have played for them um, it was a lad called Daryl McMahon was really really good I think he's one of the youngest managers in the league in England yeah. now uh, so what, same age as me he's 38 now yeah. I think he's managing one of the league one teams um, uh, did a couple of players that um, that went to Spurs uh, Stephen Kelly being one of them obviously um, and, and but didn't didn't really make it but they would have been a smashing team yeah um, the Cherry Orchard thing that we played against would have been Key Fahey um, who else would have been my age group Wayne Henderson would have been at Cherry Orchard um, trying to think now the names are, so I haven't got them written down Tom so you're catching me yeah, in the hop no, there no but no, um, but yeah, that, but I mean, to win three All Ireland was it's some achievement, like yeah, you know, yeah, three in a row. Yeah, we we, we had a good side. Yeah, um, we did. As a, Graham Gartland was uh, would have been, he he went away to Barnsley from us. We had a fella, um, Keith Graydon, he went to Sunderland, um, and then a few League of Ireland players. You know that would have been really good League of Ireland players. Gavin Whelan, Mark Rooney, um, Ty Murphy and Gall. We just we, we yeah a good, good bunch of lads yeah. yeah yeah good bunch of lads and then when the schoolboy football finished like was there any interest from abroad like any the, the, no any... strangely <laughs> I I went on trial at West Ham um, and I got the trial at West Ham playing on the second team at home for I believe or not yeah. we went on a, on a tournament over to um, Guildford the UK and yeah we wiped the floor of the tournament over there but. It would have been a regional tournament, so there was a couple of uh, London-based scouts over there, yeah. and the West Ham scouts see me, and I went over, um, and it, it was it was a weird one because at the time, as the the, the age had changed here, but hadn't changed over there, yeah, um, they were looking for players for the Mill Cup, um, and yeah, I I went over and we don't we like played a couple of games, played against Forest, but we beat it, we could beat Forest nine two or something like that, and uh, we wiped the floor with them and. It wasn't a, a great show. It wasn't a great game to showcase mm-hmm. your, your talent. Um, they actually went and they won the Mill Cup that year, West Ham. Um, but I mean, I, as I said, because of the age change, I was playing with lads that were probably a little bit younger than me um, and and the same age as me. So there was a mix of, of yeah. the year. Um, but Kieran Richardson was on that team at West Ham um, and Don Fernand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Um, Good QPR player. <laughs> but to, to be fair, Richardson was, uh, Richardson was cocky. Cocky mm-hmm. as... As, as fuck um, Ferdinand was very nice yeah. really really nice young fella um, and you can probably see that as they as they developed I think Richardson sort of, he, he got to the top really quick but yeah. sort of come down as come down as hard whereas Ferdinand sort of had a decent career you know and then after schoolboy football what happened then where where did you go to play um, I, yeah I, I I bounced around a little bit I suppose um, with the idea of going to to America on a scholarship um, went to Clash to Ida, um, which would have I been. I heard there's a bit of a story there about some in Clash to Ida, some guy with a hearing aid in one of the couches. <laughs> no, it, was, it was on the, uh, it was on one of the courses we done uh, subsequent to that. Um, geez, like they, they had the, the unfortunate mental, like you know, they'd be switching his hearing aid off. The coach had a hearing aid, wasn't it? One of the players. Or the players. The players would be rambling around the pitch, like do you know yeah. that way? You, yeah. do you know, no sense of direction because the the, the, the aid was off. off. 
<laughs> you wouldn't be hiding and, yourself. No, no, absolutely no chance. No, no. I wouldn't have had the balls to do that, Tom. Um, but like, I mean, you know, dozens of stories flying mm-hmm. about like that. Do you know what I mean? Well, look, before we move on to your, the League of Ireland, you went to. Oh, sorry. Uh, there was a mention of an Ireland cap. Is that true? Yeah. Um, I'd, I'd been around the squads in terms of training and camps and everything like that. Um, from 16s up um, never got into the squad obviously a lot of the players had gone away at that stage um, mm-hmm. so you know you're competing against Premier League Academy players um, and strangely then I I didn't get in until I was under 19s I got a 19s cap I got a 20s cap um, 19s was a European Championship year and the 20s was a World Cup year um, so the, the 19s cap um Listen, it came out of blue to be honest because I'd broken my ankle. Um, while I was in Clark's year, I'd broken my ankle. And um, it took me about, I think it was there for four months. Um, so when I got back, to be honest, I, I, I thought that the dream was gone, like, do you know yeah. what I mean? Um, and then, like, to be capped, I think it was about nine months after that, I, I breaking my ankle, I was capped. Um, just like, huge bonus. And who was that against the cap? Um, played against Canada. There was a double header against Canada here. And then the 20s cap then was Slovakia and the Czech Republic away. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, you look back now and at the time, you know, probably before the injury, I would have felt I was in with a good shout of getting it. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. after the injury, it was just a bonus. But I mean, you probably don't think about it at the time. Mm. But you did, look you back, actually, did you ever actually get the cap? Yeah, I did two at home. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you look back like now and there was a t- thing floating about a few weeks ago, mm. like you'd be on standby for the squads. Um, right, I'm just going to switch back uh, slightly back to a, a young kid I've heard many stories about in the flats next door in a, a different Liverpool jersey every day never yeah. never without a ball never without a football yeah. uh, Liverpool jerseys goalkeepers jerseys and all and what happened here? do you still support Liverpool or what's uh, no no it was it was actually when Paul Walsh left because he used to look like Paul Walsh <laughs> <laughs> it was that it was the the nineties and the start of the two thousands, the doldrums that Dylan. Um I just couldn't hack it anymore. Mm. I started to lose my hair because of Liverpool, so mm. I think it was time to give up. Um yeah, I, listen, I think I suppose when I started playing myself at a at a decent level, you know, I suppose probably more concentrating on that than, than another you know, the the English league. So um, um Is there any truth in the uh, the rumour with the the nickname here, Lombardo? Where did that come from? That, that's a Keith Ryan special. My uh, my good friend Keith Ryan christened me that, as he said, I was the only man to get a trial for the over thirty fives when I was nineteen. <laughs> um, so, um, uh, you have to take the good with the bad, Tom, don't you? With all the doubts, yeah. Okay, well we move on then. Uh, you moved on then to League of Ireland. Uh, how did that go? How did that pan out for you? Yeah, the the the, the scholarship sort of died. Um, I had a couple of offers, but um, I didn't take it up, and then ended up getting in with a course with Shells um, and, and was offered a contract so again rather than going studying um, I took the contract I mean it, it was it was practically full time football um, it turned into being the first full time set up in Ireland at Shells mm. um, I just was felt, that under Fennon was it or yeah Fennon was just at a taking over at the time mm. from, from um, and what year was that 2002 right. yeah so signed for Shells in 2002 um, and then sort of played it a couple of games you know nearly straight away for the first team we weren't going to win the league so we sort of he, he sort of brought a few a few lads through yeah. Um, yeah played a couple of games um, and then got the the 20s cap out of that then the Irish cap out of that and 
Um, the season had, had moved to the summer football. So then when that season finished, I went on loan to Crusaders up in Belfast um, for for a few months, me and uh, J.R. Rowe, otherwise known as Buzzer. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so me and Buzzer went to Belfast, and there was a fellow from Dublin actually playing up there, but... Yeah, we had we had great crack up there. Did you just play? Did you actually play a few games with Crusaders? Yeah, we played. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's we went up to get games. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Nutsy would have played up there. Fenlon would have that's played right, up there yeah, for Linfield. That, yeah. um, and it was an old teammate of his um, was managing crews at the time. Um, so we went up and we played. Um, but listen, great crack. Like we we there was a whole gang of Dublin lads went up. Yeah. So you'd go up there on a Saturday morning, the nine o'clock train, and the fellow that that was with us, he, he drove the odd week, but mainly we get the train. You get the train at nine o'clock. You'd be in Belfast for about half eleven. You get picked up, get something to eat, and up to the ground. And then later after the game, you'd be in. You'd get a few uh, a few bottles in, in the clubhouse. You, you get a taxi back down to the train station. You get a ten back past home. ten past six train home. They give you a few bottles. Yeah. And by the time you get into Dublin, like twenty past eight, you'd be steaming, yeah. <laughs> raring for the night out. Did you just have any issues up there? The fact there's a lads from the south going up. No, no. Even no. on the terraces or anything like that, no? No, absolutely. No. Not, nothing at all. I, I never had anything. Yeah. Um, and the lads, to be fair, the dressing room was a mixed dressing room. Yeah. Never any bother there. Uh, they, they brought us out onto the... Uh, like, so it's so it's just it's, football. There's, like, there's no issues whatsoever. No, just, no. Yeah. But it, it's, banging, it's banging a loyalist area. Like, it's banging on the Shaw Road. Yeah. Um, I remember going up, like, one of the Saturdays, they had, uh, they had a, one of the parades. So there's obviously different different yeah. dates of the parades every year. Um, yeah, we went out onto the. They brought us out onto the shore road, uh, just you know, just literally out of the ground looking yeah. over. So, but I mean, it's all it's, it's all part of the, the yeah. learning, isn't it? Now going back to shells, I heard a uh, bit of a story about pre-season trip to Manchester. Yourself, uh, Wes Hill and Dave, Davey Rogers went to uh, the cinema. In <laughs> uh, I, was, I was basically asked to, to ask what did you go to see. To, to be fair, we all went to the cinema, um, so. Uh, yeah, we done a camp. We did a six six day camp or something over there. And, and to be fair, you know, had put us up, um, and so like on the, on the down nights, there was nothing to do. You know, we we yeah. were doing double sessions and that during the day. So one of the nights we got to go into the to the city and we went to the pictures. Now, it, it was either um, Vin Diesel. Um, I'm, not, I'm not a metalhead. I'm not a, a carhead. Um, or yeah, and it's, it's, we're all in our tracksuits so we're showing into the, into the cinema in the middle of Manchester and in their tracksuits all dressed the same uh, so it was either Torque was the film with Vin Diesel yeah. um, or it was Love Actually so nine of us took it and we went into Love Actually um, as you do you know, with, a, as, a gang of lads as Love Actually as you do with nine blokes yeah. <laughs> where else would you be going to watch happy days <laughs> a nice uh, Romantic film for the lads, all right. Okay, we move along down to uh, when the League of Ireland career finished up, you went down to Leinster Senior League, and I see there's a link. Uh, two teams you played for were both managed by Rings and lads. Is that right? Um, Belgrove and Talca. In the Belgrove Lancer and Talca, yeah, yeah. So went to Dundalk then when I finished with Shells, and um, actually played at Rings and Rovers for a bit when I finished Dundalk. My head was, you know. I just wanted to enjoy football. I, yeah. I, I, How old are you at this stage? Probably 23 yeah, at that geez. stage. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, went to Rings and Rovers. And then I actually went to Talca. Uh, went to Talca Rovers yeah. um, with Paul O'Brien, you know? Paul, yeah, Paul O'Brien, Ro- yeah. Brother, yeah. yeah. Um, so, to be fair, Paul had sort of questioned, you know, 
do you want to play or do yeah. you not want to play so I sat at that stage I getting my head back into it yeah. you know so I went to play for Paul he got sacked after a game <laughs> um, but to be fair to him um, he got Rocky to get in touch with me um, yeah. so went to play for Rocky and to be honest like, Rocky was uh, just exactly what I want needed at that time not, not wanted it just somebody to actually a good motor yeah just to, yeah. just to drill you like yeah. and Mad now, you know. Oh, no, yeah, mad as I had a great experience with him the last year. Schoolboy football, unbelievable. But, uh, very, really, really funny. Um, some of the stories couldn't be repeated here. Uh, but a great, a great football man, like, yeah, brilliant. And I heard at Bel- Belgrade there was another uh, Leinster senior cap you got there. Uh, yeah, you were in the Leinster senior squad. Cap for the Leinster senior squad. Um, again, had been playing well. Rocky, he started. I think he he got me back enjoying football um, Cap for the Lancer Senior uh, Martin Lockroom was the manager um, and then I wouldn't sign for Martin at Crumlin and uh, he never picked me again <laughs> and who was that uh, Cap against uh, against the Scottish, Scottish. Yeah. yeah yeah. so how long did you end up with Belgrove like the Lancer Senior League career was it five or six seasons there or? I played Belgrove for um, two thousand and seven I'd say to 2009 yeah. it was probably two two and a half seasons Rocky yeah. had moved on um, and then uh, I moved to Talca back to Talca back to Talca yeah um, a new fella had had taken over there um, I played briefly with him yeah. that time um, even though it was only the pre-season he'd taken over so yeah I went back in and we had a smashing team mm. at Talca we were a bit of an early team unfortunately we um, second in the league we lost out um Horrible situation, an on goal in the last few minutes of a game that won the last game the of the league. season cost us for the league. Um, semis at Intermedia, um, story of my life. When I, when I got the LSL, yeah. it was just all nearly, it was nearly, finals. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Well, sorry, just switching back briefly to the uh, League of Ireland career, you said uh, you fell out of love with football. Was it any particular reason? Was it just wasn't what you expected or it didn't happen for you? Or? Yeah, I think the reality of not making a living out of it yeah you know shells was great and it was full time um but i mean that was the good squad that was the squad that was in the uh, really really good squad yeah it's did, was that around the time they played deportivo in the champions league and all that were you there at that time yeah or? so and, and it was around that time that i started just you know it was great to be around that yeah but, but um, you want to be part of it you, you want, want to be you yeah. want to be playing oh, no, you know, no, you know no. it was it was great to be part of that squad yeah. but like i just you could be excellent at training, but the quality of the players you had playing beside you, like yeah. y- you could be on your best day, you could be have a, a smashing week of training. But to be fair, like when you're training beside Wezzo, oh, it's, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's not like it's apples and oranges. You know that way? Like yeah. his 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 lowest level was probably my highest, and yeah. Yeah, that's just a reality. But did you ever think that was it? You're gonna just check up, or were you that did, low? Yeah, I did add yeah. it on dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I just didn't want to play um, yeah. to be honest with you um, we'd agreed a contract with Dundalk um, and, and funny like you, you say rings ends like Jim Gannon was my manager at Dundalk and Jim had strong rings end connections sure, as well yeah. he says he went to Stockport or something he, that Jim, Jim yeah managed Stockport yeah, yeah. Um, and a great fella like yeah but very dry you know wouldn't yeah, yeah. be you know, wouldn't have been a typical sort of oh, yeah, yeah. footballer you know thing but um Jim was my manager there and I'd sort of agreed a, a, an extension with him for a year and um, he got sacked 
say there was two games to go in the season I think he had a had had an argument over what the budget was going to be for the following yeah. year um, so he got sacked and that, and that then, mean your contract was so gone? I, I hadn't got anything written down oh, no, yeah, so no. yeah then the usual um, I got a letter just saying that a couple of days after the season finished a letter in the post saying that um, thanks for your service and stuff like that yeah. so at that stage I'd started a job like a, a proper full time job obviously because I was only part time in Dundalk then rather than being yeah. full time at Shells so I was sort of thinking listen I'm not getting a full time job and you had to make a decision a life decision more so yeah so yeah. I, I just the, the thoughts are gone back out of you know properly and having a good go at it yeah. at that stage it was sort of gone and then when all this finished like obviously you said you, you fell back in love with football Lancer Senior League uh, you'd done the complete turn, turn around you came back to Rings End yeah that, like how did you even get involved with the CY basically eventually the CY but I mean really what, what got me was uh, uh, really what got me was um, Rings and Rovers like when I went back to play Rings and Rovers the lads down there just great bit of crack um, Eddie uh, Eddie Weaver Anto Farrell the whole lot of that gang they just great crack and, and just started to enjoy it again alright lads we're just going to cut across we're going to have a quick quick break and we're just going to come back in with uh, Dave's trivia question uh, from last week and then we, we'll continue on, with the, on. With yeah, the yeah, Grant, yeah. so here we go Hello, this is Ken Doherty, and you're listening to Tree, and you're in. Well, congratulations to last week's winner, uh, Reggie Clayton, with the correct answer being, of course, Shay Given. And this week, um, my question, it's a little bit easier. Which rings ender retired from the English Premier League in May 2007? That's which rings ender, born, born in rings end, Stella Gardens, um, best of luck everyone alright thanks Dave um, yeah, alright lads there's a little bit of trivia for you I don't know if you know it you're not, if you're not allowed to say it because it's, it's not for you but do you know it we're on we're back we're back and we're live Tom um, yeah. next question any ideas <laughs> no, <laughs> no, the only one that came to my mind for us is Gammy Cavanagh but I think it's too early he's not still is he you know Okay, now, all right. Well, I, I, I do know the answer because he told me last week, so I won't say anything. But listen, um, that's this week's trivia for everybody. So I'll just uh, back on to Al there. Sorry for just jumping in on you, sir, lads. There we go. Okay, so as I say, you turned full circle. You came back to Rings End. You, you played for a little while for Rings and Rovers with your mates, obviously. And uh, then I see you signed for the CY. How did that come about? Um, I... I had been living in Finglas and um, we had moved back down here and to be fair to Wembo and, and Mark they'd been on at me uh, Wembo and Mark Benson they'd been on and they'd been coming through the leagues to see why so I just felt at that stage I was as I said I was in the Smash and Talca team um, and I sort of said listen if you get to the top league you know I'd obviously be interested in it mm. um, so I, I played at Talca for another year and then when they got to the top league, they they sold it to me, to be fair. Like they, you know, they weren't going I liked about the two of them, they weren't going to make numbers. You know, yeah. they'd come through the whole the whole league uh the whole league hierarchy and um yeah, the, like Mark's coaching was excellent, Wembo's managing was excellent, you know, they worked well together. Um so yeah, and, and the quality of player they had as well. They had a, a mixture of sort of the the good CY team that had come through and I think at that stage Liffey's 
I don't know whether they had fully I think they had broken up, had they? They broken up, yeah. so they, they had a good mix of, yeah. of nearly everybody, you know, yeah. uh, from around the area at that time. And I mean, if you look at it now, the, the quality of players even that's around now, and we're always talking about, you mm. know, if you had just I, one, I know, I know, yeah, uh, at yeah. that stage, it, it felt nice for, for, for the lads because whatever had happened with Liffey's, everybody, just they had everybody. But I mean, it just it showed in, in the the results and, and everything that we got with, with yeah, that. Yeah, well, that was around the time they don't they, they had the run to the Lancer Senior Cup final. Yeah, yeah. During that time, and uh, I was just looking up there the teams of the Calabria beat it was Dundalk, Bray, UCD, all from the League of Ireland. Yeah, yeah. And, and losing narrowly, you know, to, to Rovers, to Shamrock Rovers. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and I was at that game. I remember now it was a, it was a, a tight game. Tight game. Yeah, I think that they had a, a bit of quality, probably. Towards the end, you know, we, we ran out of steam, but like even the way that, to be fair, the lads set us up playing that we, we went out believing we were going to win. Yeah, oh yeah. Do you know, well, that, like, was the, that was the Alex that I felt all around rings and leading up to that, like to see where you're going to win this final. Yeah, no, you know? absolutely. And, and we went out based on what we'd done the previous rounds. Yeah. Um, beating League of Ireland and, and beating them like fairly squarely. Mm. There was no, there was no looking it. Now saying that we got two late goals against UCD. Yeah. But we had been the probably the better side for most yeah. of the game we we break sent out sort of a mixture of a team against us they yeah. sent out a few first team regulars that hadn't played since the Friday night we, we battered them and, and that, that was in the stadium it was actually great to play mm-hmm. and that was one of the only games I played in the stadium because um, they, they wouldn't allow the match to go out on the Astro that's right yeah, yeah um, but that great times great team yeah. great squad and then you end up managing the CY then for a few seasons how did that come about Um. Yeah, at that stage, I sort of knew I was coming towards the end. To be fair, I, I, I changed. I, I, I was playing more midfield and hadn't played midfield ever. I don't think. Mm. Um. So, uh, Charlie took over and um started playing midfield, and I was dropping forward and forward back. And I suppose me, the impact I was having, wasn't what I was used to having in terms of like yeah. sort of being forward up the pitch and 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 scoring and stuff like that. So. Um, yeah I had a couple of bad like, knee injuries as well I had done my knee playing for the CY I had done my knee playing for Talca so I sort of hit that 31, 32 and I was like going playing on the Astro every week just it, it wasn't, wasn't yeah. it, it wasn't I, I could feel me, myself slipping down the way so um, yeah I, I was stepping away and Paul Andrews got me involved with the second team at the CY so Paul was taking over as the manager um, and Paul's listen Paul's your best mate um, and if I was to go into another club tomorrow, Paul would be the first person on my list I could yeah. in, do you know what I mean? Um, so he, he got me in, um, helping out with the second team. He was managing, I was coaching, um, and we worked really well together. Uh, we had a good gang of young plus. Um, around the time, I think we, we were trying to get one or two from from your smashing side, Thomas, I think, at that stage. Oh, that's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think we got one or two of them in. Yeah, um, yeah and... The, 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 the year with the second team sort of just got me into the you know with the appetite to get into coaching so it, yeah, yeah. it was always interested um, yeah. had helped out Cambridge years ago actually me and Kenneth A had done a, a couple of years with the 8s and 9s in Cambridge probably 20 years ago uh, Sean Gannon and, and uh, would yeah. have been a part of that oh, team that, yeah. Um, so yeah it was something I was always in, interested in and um, yeah and, and the year after then Myself and an old teammate Stephen Gagan, obviously Gago, um, renowned in League of Ireland circles, and um, 
yeah, Steve went in and, and I went in to, to, to do the coaching with him. Um, and we, we probably done really well the first year and then the second year then didn't do as well and I took over then and probably the same, done really well, not really well the first year, done done good the first year and the second year then sort of fell apart so we went we weren't, we weren't able to be consistent yeah across them four years but um yeah huge learning curve for me in, t- in terms of um having to manage manage players having to be responsible picking teams and stuff like that mm. um so the step up from coach to managing was um yeah it was it was tough but like listen i loved it and then from the cy what happened then where did you go after the cy um yeah, so I suppose probably ran ran its course with the CY. Um, in the end, um, we were relegated, and over the season we probably did. We you know we did, not probably we did deserve to be relegated. We weren't good enough. Um, the, the the squad in terms of the younger players, we 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 made an an emphasis on bringing the younger players through that year, um, and whatever it just. It probably there was probably too much change all at the one time, um. So yeah, listen, we went there separate ways, and um, I had a couple of offers, um, schoolboy teams and a couple of lens senior teams to to jump back in, um, and then to be fair, like like I said, Buzzer had been on on loan with Buzzer in, in Crusaders, and we played for shells together for a few years. Obviously, I played against them at Crumlin, um, had played with Lee at the CY, um. And they had been looking for a third man to go in with them, but they they'd no no joy. Um, they identified somebody, and your man was waiting to get back to them. So, yeah, they listened. They, they I actually met them in in the mini World Cup one of the, one of the yeah. events in the park, and they just said, "Would you fancy coming in?" He says, "We'll you know we'll tell your man that we found somebody that's grand." Um, so I said, "Listen, I have to run a past at home because my plan was to take some time out and, and know, you know yeah, spend yeah. time with the kids and stuff like that." Um, but yeah, listen, Lisa said go ahead. You know the, the two lads are your mates, like so. Mm. Um, went in there and massive challenge. Obviously, having been managing against them, all the young lads and stuff like that. Again, you're then going to help them, so yeah. you have to get over that hurdle first of all to, to make them, you know, let them know that you're you're in there for the right reasons. And um, but no, again, another huge learning curve, and um, loved working with them as well. Like the the players there, the younger players. It, probably always being drawn to younger players and giving them an opportunity mm. and you know um, just making sure that they can make the most of their talent mm. um, and, and that squad was perfect for me last year and where are you now at this stage in football yeah like? um, the, the lads the lads were, were, were moving on um, uh, they had other commitments so I just felt it was right that um, I move on with them I went in with them yeah um, so I just felt like listen um they were the ones that brought me in, in into the club. And they to be they fair, stepped away, didn't they? They were stepping away. So yourself. yeah, I just felt it was the right thing to yeah. do. And to be, to be fair, there was there was nothing there with, with me and the lads. Like you know, from even from in terms of the committee having been with the C one and stuff like that. You know, they, they were welcoming me in with open arms and and um, yeah, disappointed. The you know the way I finished out. We we started mm-hmm. off really well in the season, and I think like everything. Covid sort of just knocked us, knocked us yeah, back. Yeah, everybody, everybody for six. Yeah, that that three or four month break, trying to get the lads back to the level they were before mm-hmm. that was was really tough, you know. But um, now listen, I I think ultimately, if you were asking the lads at the start of the season, if you stayed in the league and had a decent cup run, yeah, probably would have been the aim. 
and probably more more of folks in the cups. But the way the season went and being broken up with COVID, there was no chance of getting another cup. So mm. it was tough. Like right. Well, I'm just gonna leave it with this one. Uh, looking back in your career, what's the highlights? Highlights. Um, Dylan Clayton telling me how to do uh, a Christ horn in the flats. Uh, and then getting hit by a bus. Why that happen to me? Certainly up there. Um, no, listen, it, it's obviously um, being capped 19s and 20s. Um, and as I said, it, it, at the time, you're sort of, you're just in that, in that bubble. Um, but looking back in the now, like, you were up against players that were actually playing the Premier League at the mm. time. You know, the, the lads, there was a few of the lads in, in the squads that I was with had played Premier League at that stage for Sunderland. Yeah. So, um, yeah, just to be identified, sort of, you, yeah. you know. And would you say there's still more football was in in your career? Like, is this, have you still more to give? You're only a young man, 38. Yeah. So, um, I'm putting you on the spot here. Uh, listen, I, I, I hate staying at home, Tom. Yeah. Um, and she's going to hate to hear that, but <laughs> no, I'm, I'm going now and, and, and it probably, you know, it, it gives you a chance to spend more time with the kids. Um, so I'm going to take my little one's team. She's with, with Shells under 12s and I'm going to give them a dig out. Yeah. Um, and again, another challenge, like it's girls football. Oh <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, I've got involved now with Pat's CY so, yeah. with the girls team coaching. And it's huge. Like, it's, oh, it's, it's unbelievable. It's really, huge. Really yeah. Enjoyed, yeah. So I'm going back into the sort of the underage um, area of football and I'm going into the girls side, which is my first time in there. So, it's like that um, as long as I'm involved in football I'm happy do you know that way yeah well look before you go I'm gonna Dylan wants to get in here I think it's for yeah, I just wanted to say uh, fair play that was brilliant listening to you there um, I do know on the last uh, Rick Radio um, chapter I suppose a few years ago you actually closed it down for us because I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, I had brought you in and uh, the place fell apart and I couldn't and that's when I decided this is I'm not we can't do this I can't be bringing guests in and, and getting them in prepared and the place wasn't to the equipment wasn't to the like and we we're, we're a bit better now thank God and we were much more uh, efficient studio I suppose but uh you did have a uh, what we were doing then, and you're probably going to bring it back into fashion now in this in this new chapter of Rick Radio. But we have our best 11s for our guest, so I don't know if you have it with you. But the best 11 that you played with from Ring's End would be an amazing finish to this show. Dylan, I pulled it out. You're on I don't know. I don't know how I knew where it was in the gaff, but um, yeah. Uh, and it's it's rings and bass lives. I've tried to cover off all all angles of where I played over the years, John way rather than focusing on one particular team. Um, so yeah, Philly O'Connor and goal, lovely. Um, an absolute madman was probably as good as a centre forward as he was as a goalkeeper. <laughs> um, remember, yeah, Malahide one night and um, he wouldn't play because he was playing in goal, um, and refused to strip. But Jesus, like some of the the saves he pulled off in that Lens Senior Cup run yeah. and stuff like that, out, outrageous for a small fella, mm. you know. Um, could pick out somebody's head from seventy yards away, smashing mm. like it, and and then listen after the game, one of the funniest fellas I've ever seen in the dressing room, like life and soul of a dressing room, uh, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant fella. Um, Roy Fall, probably one of the most underrated players I think 
um, around the place these days. Uh, Lee Joyce, uh, outstanding fella. Um, leadership from probably the time he was, you know, coming through to see why at nineteen or twenty, uh, was phenomenal. Like he was, um, and still to this day, struggles with injuries sometimes, but like an absolutely outstanding player. Uh, and and should have played League of Ireland, um, and um, it's probably not too late in uh, age wise. Um, if Lee was on form, he would do a job for a lot of the teams uh, around the place. Um, and again, centre halves just gone with probably two different different stages of of things as well. Um, and you you could have played them any and like there's a lot a lot of good good centre halves. Um, I've picked two that probably complement each other and that's why I've gone with these two. Uh, David Andrews, um, centre half, um, you know, David, he can, he, you know, he can do a bit of a composure but like as a, as a warrior, as a defender as well, really, really good. Um, and yeah, again, probably just to, to, to go back to the, the rings and overs, Anto Farrell, um, Again, another one that you know was part of an excellent Markovic side. Um, and I played him at Rings and Rovers when he was probably coming towards you know the end, but of his career, but smashing player, Anto. Um, really, really quiet, but like, geez, in a tackle, um, and and had your back all over the pitch. Left full, slightly out of position, but um, when I played at Belgrave, um, he probably played there a bit. Carlo Bryan, um. Listen, Carl's record speaks for himself. Um, playing for Leeds and you know an outstanding player right through and Carl played till he was thirty seven or thirty eight, um, and was able to dictate games at that age. Like he was, he was a smashing player all all through. Um, I've gone for um, just to accommodate players again. I've gone for a four four two. Um, on the left hand side, I've gone for my old mate Carl Holloway, um, currently in Texas. Living in Texas these days, um, we played with Carl at home farm, um, and obviously um as, as a kid as well, um uh, smashing player, excellent skill, uh, great pace, um really hardly hard done boy went on a scholarship to the states, um and and done both of his cruciates over Jeez. there. Yeah, Carl was it, but really good player, um, uh, technically really good, um, and as I said, like one of my, one of my closest mates still to this day. Uh, the two in midfield then uh, Andy Doolan again and Andy's a smashing smashing player could play centre half left full centre mid um, another one of the flats uh, uh, track and belt yeah absolutely Dylan wouldn't have had the skill of me and you now to no, be fair no. <laughs> he'd probably be better off having two heads on his feet um, <laughs> but uh, there you go um, but again like sort of a, a brave thing um, you like, like the amount of times that Andy is Still playing on his, yeah, hurt yeah. his back, his ankle, knees. Like I, I don't know how he's still walking at this stage, mm. but he's still playing. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, and and gone with Connor Riddick in the middle with him. Uh, Connor came through to see why with us, you know, when he was really young, and um, just a breath of fresh air. Mm. You know, no fear whatsoever. Still hasn't got any fear of playing playing football. Um, I just he drove us on. Like even being eighteen or nineteen. He was the one player to grab a game with a scruff mm. of the neck, you know. Um, gone with Tom O'Donnell on the right-hand side. Again, Tom O probably could play up front as well. Um, 
but Thomas record speaks for itself again playing international um, junior international and the other goals he scored um, obviously went to Sheriff and was successful there as well so mm. an obvious pick um, and up front I, I've probably yeah I, I've it's probably complimentary um, rather than thing and, and to be honest with you I could never they've, they've big enough heads as it is but there's no way you could put the two routers up front together mm. so I've gone I've split them up unfortunately for, for them um, I've gone with Lee um, again I, I didn't play with them for, for too long but um, just playing with Lee in, in terms of being on the pitch room I just felt that me and him had, had a good connection and just natural goal scorer oh, unbelievable, you know, yeah. could finish him anywhere goal scorer, yeah. um, just had that knack was a bit lazy around the pitch um, but when the ball found him like oh, he nice. found the net um, and I'd, I'd, I'd go with, with and, and again just as, as a compliment to him and probably to, to mix up the players around the place um, in terms of who I liked playing with um, I'd go with Jay Doyle up top um, and again Jay came from uh, geez, what was that what was that gang Dylan that he had over in um, Georgian that had over over in Eastwall the Terrier, Terriers or something like that was it oh yeah 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 that's right yeah Jay was playing like 7th division in the AOL or something yeah. like that you know um, but his pace was frightening and he came into the into the CY and I think within a few weeks we had like you know we were playing down in Cork in the intermediate and we, we got drawn away I think 3 rounds around the intermediate and Jay had gone from playing say 7th division AOL straight into this playing level, intermediate yeah. and just took to it and again probably working with Lee Jay was never a great goal scorer like he could have scored an awful lot more goals mm. but just his pace and his presence just created so much space for everybody mm. else um, so yeah so there, there's me 11 um, pl- plenty of subs still, but I don't think we have the time for them so that's I'll, some team man and that's, and that's your second team that's, that's some team <laughs> <laughs> that is some team man. it is indeed yeah. yeah some great names alright yeah. absolutely yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that, to be fair like you look back on that and they're probably still playing some of them so mm. the, the the, the test of time will probably stand mm. that team well. Why is your father in law didn't make it, Alan? I've never seen him, Dylan. I've never oh, seen no. him. Yeah. And to be honest with you, like the, the stories I've heard, um, uh, you're still surprised that so many people have the same opinion of him. Yeah. You know, usually you'd, you'd find one or two that's, oh, no, I don't think he was great. Anybody no, you, yeah, everybody you speak to had him, had him in their top 11 of that era. Yeah. Um, yeah. And even like, I know from you know talking to the lads that would have played him say towards the back end even at their age when you know probably his pace had gone a little bit just as ways of work I remember Greg um, Greg Christodoulou telling me like he had a thing with his hands Greg said he was 70 and playing a goal Lara probably would have been in his 30s that's right yeah but he had this little little hand little signal yeah Yeah. Yeah. and um, but even like little small stuff like that you know um, but to be honest, the amount of stories I've heard over the last mm. three or four months, I've not heard one bad story about mm. him. Football was, it, both from his playing days into the DDSL when he was a uh, sort of working in the, the committee. The legislator, there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then obviously on to, to his scouting days. Mm. Um, yeah, just a really good football football person. Yeah. I know? thought now in the the trainer trainer in early shows when you had all the different uh, best 11s the amount of people that came in and had Larry in the team, yeah. you know, while he was still alive, yeah, I yeah. thought it was great. Like, yeah. you know, you, you often hear people passing away, oh, he was this, he was that, but yeah. Larry was this and that. 
before yeah. like Larry was quality yeah. right through yeah. you know he deserved all, all those teams he was on to yeah. well he was, deserved he, he was very Great hard mentions. to catch because especially when I was trying to get him into the bloody show mm. over the last few years I used to see him. I says, "When are you coming in? When are you?" And he wouldn't come in. He wouldn't come in. Ah, now. I was quiet that you did get him, though. You know, we had to get Saints. We had to get uh, uh, Greaves. Yeah, we had to get Greavesy to get him in. Well, that was probably one of the best shows when you look back. It was unbelievable was. show. Yeah, was but like, the, the the stories you hear there, like it's only the half. It, you know, yeah. like it's, yeah. it's only the half. It. Um, that the crack they had, you know, um, as you were saying that. If they won, they went out to celebrate. If they lost, they went out to commiserate. <laughs> and they probably went out for two or three days at a time. <laughs> you know, it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't just the four or five points. And according to Graves, he wouldn't have bought a point anyway. Oh, absolutely not. Dylan, I, <laughs> Jesus, I wouldn't have got a point off him. Um, uh, glass pockets. No, but uh, Al, this was, this, this was show for you. This was, this was brilliant. Um, Al, that's amazing. And I can't wait to see your next uh, chapter in, in uh, especially local football, because you will come back at some, in some capacity. I mean, it's all, it's all circled still. That's it. Well, fair play to Alan. I really enjoy the, uh, the, the interview with you, I have to admit. And just to let you know, Tom, th- thanks very much. Um, I know next week we'll have Charlie back, and well, I don't know who's going to be with him from the three in your name panel, but we have uh, Ireland's, uh, the voice of Irish sport, I suppose, uh, Mr. John Kenny's going to come in. And uh, he's gonna give us a gonna run through a couple of things with him, and also coming up now at the very end of the show, I've got Dave Donnelly's on this day, which I think this week is during this week back in the day. So uh, look forward to seeing that or to listen to that now in a sec, lads. Thank you very much, and we'll uh, see you next time. Yeah, take care. Thanks, Alan. Thanks, Tom. Thank you. In this week of football, in the 1935-36 season. Swansea Town weren't too chuffed with the Easter fixture list in the season. On Good Friday, April the 10th, they were on the south coast of the second division fixture against Plymouth Argyle, which they won 2-1. The following day, their Easter Saturday fixture was away again, this time up north at Newcastle. They lost 2-0. In this week of football, the 11th of April, 1937, France were due to play Italy, but when the Italians pulled out of the fixture, the opposition that placed them was perhaps an unusual choice, Charlton Athletic. So on April the 11th, 1937, the day after the Londoners had defeated Huddersfield Town 1-0 at the Valley in the 1st Division, Charlton were in Paris to take on France, and amazingly Charlton won 5-2 with goals from Don Welch 2, George Hadman 2 and Harold Hobbes. Football on this day, 11th of April 1959. Billy Wright, the Wolves became the first England player, in fact, the first player in the world to make his 100th international appearance in England's 1-0 victory over Scotland at Wembley. He eventually won 105 caps and captained England 90 times. Thank you for downloading this podcast from Rick Radio.